0: world's greatest arsenal podcast welcome to another podcast by
1: guns and yellow ribbons enjoy the show
2: hello and welcome to another episode of guns and yellow ribbons i am fergus i am your host uh welcome to our season end um phone-in so this is your opportunity to come on join us and um click on the link which is um guns and forward slash join and uh, you can join the show. In the meantime, myself, Gunnar Hilsey, Capo Dan and Danish Gunnar are going to take a brief, brief look back at the Wolves game uh, before you guys start calling in. Um, Trev, how are you, mate? You've nicked my shirt.
1: Oh, yeah, I, I've got a cheap one. on. on I've picked it up nicely cheap on vintage, mate. Brand new, with labels, and I thought I'd wear it tonight. It's all right when I'm standing up, but when I sit down, my bellies are a bit tight in it, mate. So I've raised my camera a little bit, so it just looks like I've got boobs and no belly. Um, I'm, I'm really good, Fergus. I'm looking forward to this show. I'm really looking forward to this show. Um, you sent out the... Uh, I actually read the the running order you sent out earlier, I think for the first time in about a year, Fergus. And I'm excited by what we're going to talk about. It's going to be fun, hopefully. We're going to have some debate. And people... Please just come and join us for a couple of minutes because otherwise Fergus is going to be nag 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 all week. so just it's come and right. join us for a minute please
2: we, we've already we've already got some people waiting in the green room we've just got to do the intros and uh, we'll be with you in about five minutes so we'll speak to you shortly. Uh, Dan, there's flags everywhere look absolutely flags everywhere. they've well, stolen all the flags. flags mate when you when
3: you set the standard and set a precedent everyone wants to join in a copy are not they number one fans all over the place.
2: There is, there is, yeah, I suppose, I suppose. Listen, we now know the, the reason why uh, Chan, who's just in the chat, uh, shared a, a nice little video uh, of before the uh, the the Wolves game with us, um, and this is how the flag gets uh, going. <laughs>
3: I'll tell you what, mate, it's a, view up. it's a different view up there from what it is normally down below. Especially
2: with especially 15 pints, pints of lager pints. on you, I'll tell you that. That will also make a big difference. Um, so, uh, uh, Alex, how are you? Um, keep talking, guys. There's something
4: at my front door, so uh, I'll be back in two seconds. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm just getting used to uh, no more Premier League football. So it's it's all weird being on the other side of the of the season now and, and now all the transfer rumours are starting. We already discussed it a bit before the we went live. Um I guess we'll get into it a bit later as well. But yeah, silly season is, is starting for real now, especially after the, the, the Champions League Champions League game. I expect we'll see loads of stuff happening. And uh you already saw today uh Fabrizio Romano calling the uh here we go on Alexis McAllister to Liverpool so I hope we can get our stuff done nice and easy as well uh, early in the transfer window. But, but yeah, I guess we'll get into that in the, with some viewers joining in as well.
1: It's it's interesting. It's interesting that, because um, I, I, my advice to people would be just don't listen to anyone. Listen, you, You're going to hear the rumours, but don't believe a single word of any of them until the Arsenal official website puts up, we have purchased so so we have purchased science, yeah. so so because we're going to hear so many stories, we, we we all know what we hope we get. We all know what we want to get. Whether we get it, only the Arsenal will be able to tell us. What's your end, Dangoi?
3: Yeah, I think I'm with you on that. To be honest with you, I uh, I don't really care about the rumors. Let's wait until we see him on the pitch. It's I've had many years it? of Benzema being signing every single summer, to now believe any rumors. So, well, I don't That's know about fine. you guys. How bored were you guys
1: this weekend? Oh, what? Very very boy this weekend. Oh, man, it's listen. strange. I, I, I've, I've bought my season ticket. I've took my missus out for one weekend. I'm, now I'm ready to go. I, I'm just <laughs> ready to go. I've got Champions League forward to look, league football to look forward to. We've got an improving team to look forward to. We're going to buy some superstars. As I said, don't believe that until the Arsenal say so. What's not to look forward to? Really? Come on. If you're not on a high about what we're gonna get this season, you're never gonna be on a high. I'm at this old man is buzzing that much, I've had to watch the old ticker a bit, tell you, because I'm ready for the start of this season. I'm ready. And do you know what, Dan? Before Fergus comes in, wasn't didn't he say to us last week that without him we couldn't run this show? Did he say that? I think I think it's he did, yeah. So fun, he? I mean, go and answer the door again, Ferg. We've been having a right good time.
2: <laughs> I've been listening to you the whole time. <laughs> the thing
1: is, I'm
2: expecting a call, but that wasn't it. So, let's see. Listen, we're oh. going to bring our first caller of the evening in. Uh, we're going to bring in uh, Tom. Tom Sobell from Tampa Bay, um, Tampa Bay Gooners. How are you, Tom?
5: Wonderful. How are you guys doing?
2: Yeah, we're really good.
5: good. Thank Pretty you, Tom. Good. So, look, it's been the last time since I talked to you guys. Uh, um, it's been a while, so I'm glad you guys were able to get me on. Um, uh, I was bored as hell this weekend as well, except for I was drinking some Manchester United tears at the pub because <laughs> as much as I was rooting for a sinkhole, I had to go to the pub and watch the two go at each other. Cause it, unlike, uh, over there, when we have our, our groups over here, we have one pub that everybody goes to, uh, it's a, it's an arsenal bar. Um, but it's, it was, it's owned by a Man U guy. So we've been going there for. Thirteen years, and then the Man City people started coming in. So, uh, well, there
2: two of them is there It's just two of them? Would
5: you say oh, it was about ten? They, they actually they start they 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 actually Ubered a
2: couple extra in. So, <laughs> um, so listen, well, I suppose to start off on on it, how did you find the season? Like, if, if we go back and rewind to August uh, when the when the season started, um, what were your expectations? And then ultimately, how did you find the season ended?
5: Well. I got to see them on the U S tour. So I was very, very, very hyped. I was probably a little more opter, um, you know, um, glass half full more so than I was the year before. And so I was looking forward to it. I got to see them do all the stuff that they were doing, uh, got to be a part of all the kit rollouts and everything. So I was pretty optimistic. Um, I didn't expect, that kind of start. I didn't expect us to just come out of the gate and just um, put everybody on their ears, but it, it, was, it was it was pretty good. Um, as we were going through, uh, we had a lot of issues with, with people just almost jumping off the bandwagon when we had people that were uh, getting injured, and, and I, I still wanted to be a little bit more relaxed. Still didn't say anything out loud. I was always going to, you know, just feeling comfortable, opt, um, you know, optimistic, but I don't like the way it ended obviously, but it just shows that we don't have the depth because it doesn't take much for us to lose. Um, when we get somebody injured, or in this case, two people injured on our back line. Um, my problem was having to deal with the, the people that say the, the, that we bottled it, because I don't think you can't have it that way when you were never expected to be in that position. Um, you, we were, well ahead of our schedule where we did much better than we anticipated. Yeah, we 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 probably could have done a lot better. We all would, would have rather had seen a better finish, but it just shows when you see what, they, what Man City can sit on their bench when they're playing in meaningless games towards the last uh, couple weeks of the season and we're still struggling to put a, a full team out. We play 11 on 11. Our, our starting 11 is as good as uh, I think their starting 11.
1: So. Tom, Tom, I'm going to come back to you on one of the points you made there in a second, but firstly, Fergus, can you just answer this question for Lawrence again, please, mate? And then we can move forward.
2: Okay. If you, I'll, I'll have it running down the bottom. So if you go to gunsandyellowribbons.com and just uh, click on join the show, or else type in gunsandyellowribbons.com forward slash join, uh, you'll join in. There's currently four more people in the uh, in the room behind us, so you'll probably have about 20, 25 minute wait, but we're on for couple of hours probably depending on how how
1: long you want to talk for sorry go on right tom you know what it's a really interesting point you made there about about thinking about where we lost points and and some of the disappointing results we had and that for me that was compounded by the fact that city lost their last game right so that meant we only lost out by five points and five points sounds such a small margin it got my brain going off on all sorts of tangents you know thinking about Oh, if only. Oh, if only. I've got a couple written down. I won't go into them, but for the, the the one that comes to mind for me is, God, we lost by five points. Our last two games of the season were very winnable going on form and going on paper, and we lost yeah. them both, you know, and they're, they're for the grace of God with the league title. But that also gives me encouragement for next season, thinking we're that close to the so-called best team in the world. We're only five points behind them, so we're nearly there, you know. What's your thoughts on that, Tom?
5: Well, which is why I wanted to see us. I, I wanted to see Man City. I don't want to see them get the the treble now that they got the double, but I did want to see them finish out kind of strong. So, it it does feel a bit because, like you said, they're the best team in the world, so, uh, quote unquote. Um, but it just shows what we need to do. Um, I, I I'm sure you probably have some things written down, like the Brentford game. I, I still think that, that that one still drives right into the heart that when they forgot to draw the lines. Um, but again. It, the last games against the, the Liverpool and then against West Ham and against really the Liverpool game is where we lost the title. But again, this team still did so much for us this year. Uh, I mean, w- watching Dan lead the cheers that over here, we're, we just, we're always watching that stuff and just enjoying it and wishing we were there at that moment, but it just did so much for us and the excitement of what it's going to be for next year. As long as and, and as long as we like you were saying don't follow the rumors just wait till you see it on um, arsenal.com that's what I always do because I, I get I drive myself crazy. I was on the cesspool known as Twitter earlier and looking at that and and I'm like I don't want to deal with that because uh, then I'll have to up my meds like Trev and um, that's not a good thing for any of us but I so, am pretty
2: um, optimistic about what we're gonna do in this window though. Tom, what you have to realise as well, when you see Dan up like that, there's a huge support team, and I mean support team, behind him. A 52-year-old guy and another guy holding him up. He's got <laughs> so much beer in him, and there's people jumping around. It's just unreal. It, it was Don't quite funny. Him. What Don't... a load of old cods. Well, I you okay, two years, just two, like Trev. I was two, two years years just
1: like but I couldn't find a crane. It was terrible.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Tom, the final parting uh, comment. You're all the way out in Tampa Bay. How did you become an Arsenal fan?
5: Well, uh, this is the the funny thing is that back in the day we didn't get to see anything here so back in the uh, 80s 90s probably more so um early 90s late 80s uh, we used to get soccer made in Germany put, put on our public broadcasting stations here in the United States and I always just followed all the leagues cuz I played all my life but um they they always had the name Arsenal showing in anywhere in the in that table and I and back then it wasn't; they weren't always fighting for the top spot. But I loved the name of Arsenal, and it just stuck. And then once we started to be able to get to see some games here and not on a tape delay, because I'm old, so uh, they they were still showing it on VCR and, and tape delays and things like that. So um, once they we started getting it at least within a couple of days, I got to see them play when 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 Burkamp was there and Henri. And I just fell in love with it. Um, and I, I, it's Arsenal till I die.
2: Thank you very, very much for joining us. Uh, we have got quite a few lining up. I, I, everyone's jumped in quite early. So I will thank you uh, for joining us now. Um, Tampa Hi, Bay, oh, uh, Golf Course Gooners, isn't it? golf Course Gooners. Yeah, golf Coast Gooners. And just give a shout out for the pub that you all go to.
5: Yeah. We go to McDitton's uh, in South, in Soho, in South Howard, uh, in Tampa. And, we've we've had as many as 250 people out there watching FA Cup so um and when you're in Tampa Bay in that in Tampa Bay area come down and visit us uh we're more than merrier okay brilliant thank you very
2: much mate take it brilliant. easy thank you Tom, thank you. Yes, Tom. cheers you. cheers uh, let's remove Tom there right we're gonna have Kai come on in a second um guys that went that went really well it was really good to um good good to uh chat with Tom on that um uh, what's going on here? It's just bloody unreal, uh, Dan. Did you see that message, fuck? I, I didn't. What's that?
3: It's oh, hang on, lads, we've got we've
2: got Carnu in the chat. What's going on? Here? <laughs> <laughs> you can
1: join us the studios at a minute. Try again in a minute, people. Okay.
2: Yeah, I've just seen that. Yeah, so we we with us four on there, we can only uh, have uh, ten in total. So uh, we're we're already backed up. So you will have to try again in a few minutes. Kai, how are you, mate? Kai, how are you?
6: Are you doing, lads? Are you doing? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. and um, good. Great to see you, lads, again. Fergus, oh, oh. Trev, Dan, Danish. So, Kuno. have you been happy
2: with the season? Have, have Absol- you been happy with the season?
6: Absolutely. I've been blown away with the season. I've been absolutely blown away. I mean, I must say, I think, I think the magic is back, lads. I really do. You know, I felt the magic for the first time in the longest time. I'm talking 2004, 2005 that long it's been since I felt the kind of magic and the club at the stadium, the games among the fan base. It's just been fantastic, really. You know, obviously we had a really, really soul destroying ending, how it went, but, you know, now we've had some time to look back on it. We've got to look at it as uh, as an entire season, rather than just the end. And, you know, ultimately they just gave us so many great weekends, didn't they?
2: Uh, what would you say were your... Uh, uh, Dan, you've you got a, a question. I was going to ask you, what, what would you say? You, you said such great weekends. What was your, your best weekend?
6: Um, it was probably the the Arsenal-Bournemouth game, to be honest with you, um, because of just how we won it. I mean, obviously, you don't want to win the games like that, do you? You, you want Arsenal to put it to bed so that, you know, you don't have to take no medication and that. But... I think those wins are the best, aren't they? To be honest with you, last minute goal, not enough time for the opposition to do anything about it. You know, the the stadium just going bonanza. A little kid turning up next to Arteta, it was just it was just absolutely fantastic. And yeah, I've got no complaints uh, about the season as a whole. Obviously, I could nitpick, and there are things. Obviously, can. yeah, absolutely, <laughs> and there are things that there there are things that we need to improve. But look, at the end of the day. All you want from your club is that they compete, and not in Europe, but in the Premier League we competed, and um, yeah, we can help hold our heads high.
1: Do, do you know yeah. what else? Do you know what else done that Bournemouth win for me right that uh, Was who scored our winner? Was, was Reese scoring that winner? It's such a well-deserved goal for a boy that ain't got much of a looking, and he's come on and he's when he's got a looking this year, he's played his heart out, Reese Nelson. He's really gone up in my estimation and. uh, I was so pleased for the boy when he scored that goal, and I really was over the moon for him. Is uh is this the same Kyle that we see on the fans for him? Because you're very happy
3: today and positive. I'm wondering what's <laughs> going on, Kyle. <Kai. laughs>
6: Listen, at the end of the day, as I said, if the if the team competes, I'm a happy chappy. You know, um, people think that I expect Arsenal to win the treble every year for me to actually be happy. I'm not. You know, I'm not like that. At the end of the day, all I want is the club to have a plan, have direction and um, conviction. And that's, that's exactly what they've had, you know. Um, last summer, they bought some great players and they brought a great player back as well, Saliba. Obviously, we all wondered what Arteta's plans were for him. And from the day one, from the first game against Crystal Palace, we saw that boy was made of, didn't we? We saw what minerals he had and he just went on like that throughout the season. I've been a big advocate of bringing him back. And that's why, you know, I watched the guy out in France, and I thought that he was really, it was a real standout at Saint Etienne. And then, um, what's the other club he went to? I think the club that nice. Pepe's at now, Nice. Yeah, he went to Nice. He, he, he performed well out there, and he obviously had that great year in Marseille. I just mm-hmm. think he's a, a a fantastic defender. We really need to.
1: Come I don't on, want him stay? to. Add... Will he stay, or will he be another noka
6: even a nail cut, I don't want them to actually call this one up. To be honest, with you. <laughs> you know, that, that's what I'm worried about. In terms of look, the thing about Saliba is, we've extended Martinelli, we've extended Saka, and people players talk in it. Players talk amongst themselves, so he's going to know, and his agents are going to know what kind of level of wages they're up to, and we've got no business offering him uh, a lower wage in comparison to them. 'Cause in regards to how he is, how good he is as a defender in relation to how good they are as an attacker. Attacker, sorry, I think he's 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 up there. He's at their level. You know, if we can get all of those players tied down and a few bits and pieces on our midfield, because I think our midfield needs legs this this summer, then I think we can start really relaxing in regards to what any other club does. That's what I want this summer personally, isn't it? I want us to do some like Rice and obviously there's Casado. If we can get those two through the door, don't really care what Chelsea do with their midfield. I don't see how they're going to do better than that. Don't really care what Liverpool do with their midfield. If we can get those two, Rice and Kaysedo, I can't see anyone better in that in this league. I can't see anyone doing better than that.
4: Kai, speaking of uh, French football, you touched upon it uh you know, you said you watched Saliba. Have you watched any of Belligan's, uh, Belligan this season? And do you, what do you think we should do with him?
6: Sell, sell, sell. I think we should sell him, to be honest with you. And to be honest with you, this will probably make, uh, John Malone quite happy. I think we should look to sell Inquetti here as well. I think our <laughs> second striker, yeah, it'll be over the moon with that. I think our yeah, second striker would. has to be of the level that it's an actual competition between him and Gabriel Jesus to get in the team because of the fact be- that. In my oh, well. view, we
2: need a first striker because Gabriel is not a, a first striker.
6: That's where I am with it, really. I'm with it in, in the sense that, look, at the end of the day, Kiyosaka has kind of been flogged. But Gabriel Jesus can play out there. He played out there for Man City. He could play also on the left-hand side. But in terms of the spearhead, a centre-forward, somebody who we can kind of rely on to put the ball in the net. I'm not saying Gabriel Jesus hasn't got it in him. We just haven't seen it yet. Maybe he has got it in him. And if he had never had that three-month injury, maybe he'd have more than... I think he got 11 goals in the end, didn't he? Maybe he would have had 18, 19 and would feel a bit differently about it. But at the end of the day, when you look out there, and especially if Man United get their hands on Harry Kane, they're going to have a better centre-forward than we do. Currently, in terms of putting the ball in the net. And we know Man City do. we? We know the the cyborg that they've got up front. So, you know, but look, Gabriel... Yeah, the thing about Gabriel Jesus that we shouldn't underplay, though, is the effect that he had on the attack. You know, 88 goals we scored this year. And that's the most since... Is that the most since the Invincibles?
2: Uh, yeah, I, I think that the points and the games won and where we were right along the benchmarks right throughout the season uh, was on par and at some points better the, than the Invincible season. Uh, so, you know, for people to come along and use the, the phrase bottlers or whatever they want to do, said about the Arsenal Football Club. And if you look how many points we clawed back um, against Man City, Trevor mentioned it was only five points between us, but they had 15 points, I think, on the closest rival last season. So, you know, we, we clawed back a huge number of points where it, it's... It's just overall it's been such great progress. Kai, thank you very much for joining us as always. Um uh keep keep tuning in, keep on following us on um Twitter, Facebook and, and on the forum and joining in. Uh keep your mad stuff on the other one. The mad stuff, that's a, that's a <laughs> mad
1: zone that is. <laughs> Kai, have a great summer mate. Have a great I'll see you
2: next season,
6: yeah? Bye bye. See you next
2: season. Bye. and you'll be probably eye level with Dan when you're standing in there by the way when he's on somebody's shoulders you'll be about the same piece of eye <laughs> level, I, <think. laughs> I was just thinking, I don't know how it feels to be kind. <laughs> thanks a lot Kai Del, okay. welcome to the podcast see you later <laughs> welcome to the podcast uh, Del, how are you?
1: what's that I spy on Del's shoulders
2: another fanboy with a flag <laughs> oh, Dan, it's, it's, it's in tribute to you Dan to, to,
7: to the season we've had, I could not do it. it Who's not got one of these flags, by the way? Has everyone got one of these now? They're on the uh, the reward scheme, aren't they?
2: <laughs> I got three.
7: <laughs> Look at the colour difference between the new one and the old one. Imagine oh,
4: Imagine what the, the beer does. Got can, going going
2: what
3: in, can you imagine it when you're really in a like?
4: museum? Yeah, oh, yeah.
2: It uh, Del, Del um, I can go through, I've got a list of questions, but to be honest, your highlight of the season in one or two sentences well what, what what's your oh, thoughts so thought many um season?
7: from a, a non footballing perspective i've got to, i've got to say gents big massive credit to you guys and uh, block 6 to 8 because it's been an absolute incredible season and mm-hmm. i don't think you know, I, yeah 5 I'll say an 8 the other side but mm-hmm. uh, 5 to 8 we'll call it. but i don't know I, I just think that's been a massive 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 part and it's spoken about you type north bank in uh, into twitter uh, after a match day, you type anything. You don't even have to put names in. The videos just come up. It is fantastic. He mentions it across the pond as well. In Tampa, they're talking about this. It's it's incredible. The, the fans this season have been absolutely amazing, both home and away. And I've been lucky, uh, lucky enough to experience all of it. So that's my, my key thing there. From a games perspective, I can't argue with a Bournemouth one, uh, mainly because of, um, I got to share it with my, with my, with my boy. Um, he was there, and after Trev skimped me out for the day. Um, but yeah, it was a really, really good emotional moment. Me and my boy. One, one. Uh, yeah, you were,
2: you were in tears. You were in tears because of the 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 ninety fourth, ninety six minute goal. It was a two hundred and fifty quid left in prime bottles and Arsenal tops. Yeah, exactly with, with that shop, um, wasn't it?
7: <laughs> and my boy was in tears because when I jumped in the air, I almost gave him a black eye with a bag of prime that he'd bought. So. <laughs> it was uh, a bit bittersweet, but no, it was, uh, it's it's been an it's been an incredible season and uh, one that I'm again. I mean, it's nice to see some positivity from Kai. I don't think I met uh, met him in person, but on the group, uh, Dan touched on it. <laughs> I try and avoid it, but I think he's right. I mean, I think we're building something special. It doesn't matter what Chelsea do. It doesn't matter what Man United do. It doesn't matter what anybody does. It's a case of we're building something special here. We're building something very very special and. You know what? There's talk of this person coming in, that person going out, this person hasn't signed. Regardless of what happens, I trust my club now, I trust my manager, and I trust the process. And that is good enough by me. now
2: we've got a few Del, others lined line up, like but I will just ask you one thing, your opinion on this man, Granite Shaka.
1: We've got Granit Jacker. we've got Granit jacker. we've got... <laughs>
7: Say that you want me. Uh, yeah, I, you know what, three years ago, I could have easily said taxi for Xhaka and driven him out of there myself. But if anyone uh, has proved that, you know what, you can turn things around, it's him, I'd say, I'd go as far as to say he was arguably one of the first names on the team sheet when fit, one of the most important cogs in that wheel uh, in, in the middle of the park. And I'll be sad to see him go. I mean, there's the last game of the season, it was loud and clear for everyone to hear. We want you to stay, we want you to stay. Whether that makes a difference or not, I don't know. But the reality is, he's, he's probably the closest thing we've got to a legend. In, 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 I'm not saying he is, but he's probably one of the closest we've got um, in recent years. I think so that's like a, about that. a whole other podcast. podcast. I don't know about that, Bill. That's <laughs> <Yeah>. a whole
1: <laughs> other podcast, Bill
7: legend no you can't use
3: the word i didn't, legend, I did,
7: I didn't say he was a legend i said it in recent seasons no i know, I know but I just, we've got. listen
3: i love what jack has done to turn it around but you <laughs> cannot mention legend in the same words as uh granite
7: Jacker in the sentence not what yet a couple just of to clarify, cups, I, I put it. A caveat in there i didn't say he's a legend
2: just put that in there
3: <laughs> not even in the same sentence mate <laughs> <laughs> we
7: we'll
2: catch- <laughs> we'll, we'll catch up with you uh, over the summer, I'm sure, because we keep Indeed. in touch. And uh, we'll definitely see you um, uh, early in the new season. Um,
4: enjoy the so car, from mate. Us, Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Just before Dal,
1: goes, like, before Dal goes, it's worth, Dal spoke about Kai. And, and I like, I've got a lot of time for Kai because Kai's not afraid to say it how it is. You know, if, if Kai's got something on his mind, he'll put it out there. But he puts it out there in a way where we all listen to it and we all think maybe we don't agree, but you get his point, you know. And I like that with Kai. I, I like, I love meeting up with him at the Arsenal on the odd occasion and having a chat. So, keep doing it, Kai, and we'll see you next season, mate. And as for you, Dal, I'm sure you owe me a beer, mate, before you go. So, um, bring on next season. Well, technically, <laughs> George, I think you know owe you me a tenner, don't you? Yeah? I think it might be that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good one, gents. Cheers, thanks less. a lot.
2: Uh, we've gone right to the other side of the world right now. I don't know if we're daytime, nighttime, middle of the night. We're in Cambodia, and we've got Ben. Ben, welcome to the show. How are you?
8: Good evening, all. I'm good, thank you.
2: Just back from um, the UK okay.
8: actually, after taking in the game at
2: the weekend. Oh, you were over for the uh, the, the Wolves game. Yeah, yeah. So, so well, we,
8: haven't
2: even, we haven't even um, talked about the Wolves game. What, what, did make, what did you make? What did you make of ben? the performance overall?
8: Oh, overall, we almost played a bit like we did against Liverpool in the first half. You know, we just wiped the floor with them. You know, the confidence was there, the pressure was off and off they went and, you know, the atmosphere was good, which is really a big part of what it needed to be for the Wolves game. You know, we had a lot of young players who were crushed over the last few games and, you know, they needed that boost of morale from everybody, you know. We needed to show a lot of love in that stadium and I think... you know, we certainly did, which was good. One thing I'm surprised about, there's a lot of lads talking about the Bournemouth game. But let's be honest, the highlight week of the season, in my opinion, was the week we'd done Spurs at home and Liverpool at home. I mean, both those, you know, Spurs were flying in the top four at the time with Conte. Nobody knew where Liverpool were going to finish. And both those performances, one after the other, were just sensational.
2: If you were to look at the highlight of the game then, um, what would you say was, for the want of a better word, the low point uh, in in the season for you?
8: Well, the low point really had to be 44 minutes in the home Liverpool game. Because at that point, I think, you know, had just lost it a little bit, as he did, with a little push, and then we conceded the goal. And basically the whole season went from that pivotal moment. I think if we really look at it, you can look at it, that, yeah, things started getting worse. But we can also look that we couldn't beat Southampton in two games. So, you know, there was four points lost. Both games against Southampton, home in a way we should have beaten. Let's, let's be honest about that. And also, you know, the tricky one, I suppose, was the City game at home. Because we did have pretty much a full team for the City game at home. But I still think, had we have got the two points that VAR robbed us off the week before against um, Brentford, Brentford, I think that might have took the pressure off a bit where we might have actually got a draw or something out of that game. Because like, we got that stupid penalty we never should have got and everything went a bit weird, didn't it? So, you know, there's certainly been moments of the season that have been brilliant, you know, and there's been moments where we've had to scratch our heads and say, well, you know, sometimes yes, it's gone against us, but at the same time, we've got to grow up pair and we've just got to push through. We can't change it. We'll never get the two points back. And it was almost like an insult when we got that penalty at home to City. Well,
4: was there any, any point of the season now that we can look back and it's all done? Was there, was there a point where you said, OK, I think we're going to win it at this point? Did you believe it at any point that we were going to win the league?
8: Yeah, 43 minutes into the game against Liverpool.
4: Yeah, when we were 2-0 up uh, at Anfield.
8: And the way, and we played them off the park. We did, I mean, yeah. that, that, that 43 minutes was our best performance that we've seen from Arsenal, as good as we're going to get. And at 43 minutes in that game, it looked like we were going to destroy them 4-5-0. or five nil. And it was only, OK, you know, it's hard to blame an individual, but, you know, Yaka should have learnt from Arteta and you don't stir up the Liverpool crowd. And then we made a mistake, and that's when doubt crept into everybody. And I think if there was a moment of the season where, yes, it, we are actually going to win this thing, it was at 43 minutes of, in that game.
4: I agree. I agree.
8: You know, it's a okay, disappointment, but at the same time, beginning of the season, let's try and finish in the top four. Let's see what we can do. Let's build on what we did from the season before. And we've had some outstanding performances this season. And I read a quote from Vieira sometime earlier today which was quite interesting, where Vieira said we had the problem that Arsenal had towards the end of the season was that we had to go into every game and we knew we had to win it. And there's a big difference there between going out and playing your best performance than there is with the mentality that you have to win. And I think for a young team like that, when Guardiola and City were struggling at points during the season, there was a quote that he came out with where he's like, win or lose, I don't care, I want my team back. Can you remember that, when he said that? And Guardiola just said, I want my team back. And it actually made sense as the season came to an end with what he said as to the pressure that became on us. That, you know, certainly we've had a brilliant season, far exceeded most people's expectations, but we could, we were so close and now it's just a case of can we go one better next season? And also, it would be nice to bring a cup
3: home as well. Dan? Just to, just to follow up, because if, if I'm telling you this, I don't agree with your point about the Liverpool game being in the 44th minute. Um, wondering why you think that that was more of a turning point than the West Ham game? Because at the end of the day, I think most people were disappointed being 2-0 up. But coming away from Manfield with a point in any title race isn't a bad point to get whereas you go to West Ham the game week after and you go 2-0 up and then you lose it from that point, I'd probably say that's more of a turning point than the Liverpool game because being 2-0 up, we were absolutely cruising at that point. And then another turning point potentially you could say is actually City, with all of their charges, seemed to sort of galvanise them as a team. So I would have probably argued that those two points, West Ham and the City charges, were more turning points than, than the Liverpool game. I
8: think the pressure that had been piled on, but it was the way we played those first 43 minutes against Liverpool. The- I mean, they couldn't even get near us. They weren't even, you know, getting up to the tricks that Liverpool do at Anfield. It's like we just blew them away. Like, I've never seen us blow Liverpool away at Anfield. You know, we we beat Liverpool. We've tactically had to do what we've had to do. But for those 43 minutes, we blew them away. And, and they were getting a lesson from us. And in that, at the end of the first half, it was like when we walked in, suddenly they thought, hang on a minute, you know, and we did the same, but for the wrong reason, and that's the difference. I mean, we can all blame Saka for missing a penalty, but penalties get missed, and these things happen. And Saka's had a brilliant season, so we won't. I won't blame Saka, but I think as a turning point, I think it was far more pivotal because we sh- we could have won that game, walked away from Anfield with the three points, and then we'd have took some stopping, and the cushion we would have had would have really. The, the West Ham game, we would have just gone out there and beaten 2 or 3 0, and we would have cruised it. But the pressure that they felt, and it's only if you've played any sport at top level as an individual that you, you get to know pressure, and it's different. And, you know, people were looking, and we're, we're all thinking back to 89, you know, when we lost to Derby and drew with Wimbledon. But it was a very different thing because it was still in our hands going to Anfield, as unlikely as it was. But we took it out of our hands. And, you know, these kids are so different, differently mentored. They're so mentally different to what they used to be. So, you know, Liverpool, to me, was the big turning point of what happened. And it was just, you know, a bit of inexperience. If Xhaka hadn't have made the push and hadn't have retaliated, we wouldn't have made the mistake. And we would have gone in a 2-0 at, at halftime. And everybody would have been calm. And we would have came out with the same mental attitude. How would they have scored three and beat us? I don't
1: know. But the reality is, it's a big difference at half-time. See, I can't... Ben, I I can't blame Xhaka for what happened in that game. I I absolutely can't blame him. But where I can sort of agree with you, I know Fergus wants to move this on, so I'll be quite brief, but where I do agree with you is that playing that well for the first 40-odd minutes at Liverpool, we weren't playing, with the greatest respect, we weren't playing a a Southampton or a West Ham or a Brentford. We were playing Liverpool at their place, a place where not many people go and perform that well. And I I, I agree with you from that perspective. We really did look like champions that day, in my view, for the first first 40 minutes of the game. What happened after that? I don't know. Whether we just got nervous, whether we ran out of steam a bit, whether Liverpool just upped it, we'll never know. But uh, I do see your point about, that that, that that first 40 minutes of that Liverpool game, if you're looking across Arsenal's fe- season at 40-minute segments of play, that 40 minutes against Liverpool would be topped by a mile. would be topped by a mile because we absolutely played the best team, a, 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 a well-known team at home off the park, mate. So I agree with that, yeah. Yeah, and I think one
8: other it, thing that, God, that... I think, sorry, just to finish it off, I think one thing Arteta's got to do He's also, he's inexperienced a little bit. He's he's gaining experience every game. But when it comes to playing Guardiola, I think he's got to go back to basics a bit more. I think he overthinks playing Guardiola now too much. When he first took over at Arsenal, we didn't have the players we've got now. Yet he could get the better of Guardiola. He he knew what to do. Yet now when we're playing and we're looking further and further away from City in both games. And I think that's the thing where it's like, he needs to get back to basics when we play in is, you know, they've worked together so long. And at the end of the day, we've got to beat City to win the title. Or at least we've got to draw with
2: them, right? You know, to be honest, I think beating City next season, at least at home, is key is Key to us making a challenge on the title next season. Uh, ben, thank you very, very much for joining us. Um, I'm conscious we've got other people in the queue as well. Um, Hi, just Hi. briefly, let us know, uh, how did you end up in Cambodia? Uh,
8: we used to live in Thailand and i moved, my wife's Cambodian, so I moved over to Cambodia about five years ago, and I run the official Arsenal Supporters Club for Cambodia. Do you
2: know Ian then? Hmm? Do you know Ian Donnelly? Yeah,
8: yeah,
2: no? yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm, I'm fr- friends with him anyway. So
8: yeah, yeah, we've got we've got quite a good one of locals here actually, and uh, think we do quite a bit for charity and give out the shirts to everybody and. We've got some kids and stuff to play. But, you yeah, know, we've, we've got about 2,000 strong membership here of locals. So it's interesting to understand this as a global brand. But, you know, most of our members are students and young footballers and playing the Cambodian leagues. They don't have a lot of money, but they do love football. So it is a nice, it is a nice thing as we spread our word about.
2: No, brilliant. Ben, thank you very much. Spencer, welcome to the show. Thank you, Ben. Catch you again soon.
9: Good afternoon. Can you hear me?
2: We can indeed. We you can hear me Awesome. You've been waiting for a little while, haven't you? <laughs>
9: You're good. I'm officially off work at this time, so we are good to go. You're um, good. You're good. Yeah. So but where uh, about, in the having, country are you and in, in the
2: world? Are you in? Where are you? In Vancouver, is it?
9: I'm in Virginia. Virginia? Uh, Jamestown, Hampton Roads area. So uh, oh. 1607, you know, birth of America and all that stuff. So, uh, yeah. Yeah local supporters club is the virginia beach gooners i don't really go as much because i live about 30 miles from where they actually meet um but i just found you guys i've been kind of i've been working from home a lot in the last couple years shall we say and um i kind of find different things on youtube to listen to arsenal my other sports and i happen to find you guys about i think january time frame actually and appreciate everything you guys do level-headedness at that too
1: not just
2: screaming and yelling at the
1: the, TV uh, when you got so.
2: Trev in there, it's really impossible to keep anybody level headed. It's just like unreal.
3: Why? Why
1: do you have to say that? Why do you have to do that? <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> man- managing
3: these two is impossible week in week out. It's uh,
2: a job on its own. My- yeah. Spencer, understand. In in September next uh, this year, later this year, next season, we're going to hear this. It's That's going to be back playing at the Emirates. And thankfully, I didn't play the one that Dan sent me through because that's that one of those videos that you open up in the supermarket and it looks all really good at the beginning and then there's some noises mm-hmm. that you don't really want to play in public. That's the one that Dan sent to me. There you you know what, Berg?
1: Berg, when that opening picture came up, then I was praying. I was thinking, please. Don't
2: <laughs> <laughs> I do prepare. Are you looking forward to Champions League football, Spencer?
9: Absolutely. And I got chills even hearing that. Um, you know, so... I mean, I play FIFA and every once in a while, you know, put Arsenal's up in the Champions League if you, you play. it. So I'm sure most of you, some of you guys probably play mm-hmm. it, but, um, but I'm excited for it. Uh, it's one of those things that, I mean, so I started supporting Arsenal about six, seven years ago, like actually like, like following like religiously knowing the players and everything. Um, so for me, I've been kind of striving to see them back in Champions League, right? So I, I don't really have the same memories that some of you guys do. I'm 36, but my, my parents didn't raise me on soccer. I played it, but they didn't actually – we didn't watch Arsenal or anything like that. I was an NFL guy, college football, stuff like that. So for me, it was more – of Arsenal was more of a found passion than anything else. So I don't have the same memories that some of you guys do, so I'm looking forward to creating some of those memories.
2: So would you say this, but, this season then has been – if you've only been following for six, seven years, it must be you found, found us at pretty low point and to see the way we've grown into yes. up end second in the league and the amount of change on the Wenger, uh, Emery, you know, and so on. So, yeah,
9: finding, finding them at a low point and it's, it's actually grown a bigger appreciation, um, I think, more than anything, because you come in a team when they're winning. It, it's, it's hard to understand, like, the struggles that you go through of building something. And I think a lot of, and I under, but I actually have, have helped out with Gunner gathering and talked a bit on their show a couple of times. And I understand some of the frustration of the fan base because it's been 18, 19 years since they've won the league. For me, I'm looking at this more of a growing process. And this was the next step forward because last year, you know, if you came in, you said, Hey, we're going to finish in the top four and finish second and challenge for the title. You would have taken it. You wouldn't even have thought about it. You'd be like, yep, sign me up. Yeah. The story of, of us, you know the way we lost it is upsetting, but the bottling—I I mean, it's a term that I don't understand as an American. Obviously, like we don't use that term over here. But it's do I think you know it's what, more what of a Tottenham Hotspurs
2: are called. You know what Tottenham Hotspurs are called. Oh, I, oh yeah, bottle jobs. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, they, they do it. They do it, all, they do it all the time. So yeah, absolutely. So I am I am aware of that,
9: but I, I just I, I think some of people's. It's just easy to say that we bottled it because, you know, I was listening to the previous guy talk about where we lost it, and there's 38 data points through a season, 38 games, 114 points available. And it's hard to point to one instance and say that was it. It's a sequence of events that lead up to potentially using it. The Jaka incident, the tactical issues at the end of Liverpool, missing the penalty. I think the biggest thing I took away in the second half of the season and from April on is we lost that killer mentality to put teams away. When you're up two nothing, you shouldn't blow that lead. So, you know, looking, I'm looking forward to this this off season. I know I heard y'all talking earlier about transfers and all that stuff from the Declan Rice and the Casados. I'm I, unless I see him holding a shirt, I, I, it's all rumor. And at this point, I believe it's mostly agents trying to get better deals for their players. It's all a chess match anyway. Um, mm. But I, I'm excited for next season. I'm going to the uh, MLS All Star Game in DC. This will be my second, uh, second DC, um, second Arsenal game. I went to uh, Arsenal, Real Madrid in DC a couple years ago, about four or five years ago before COVID, um, and they announced this actually before the the Man United Arsenal game, which the tickets in New York I think like three hundred dollars. So I think my wife and daughter just got their uh, um, their passports, so we're we're planning a trip over to England in the next couple of years to go watch an Arsenal game and just do because we're. Fam- family-wise, we're from Scotland, Wales, and all that area. where Our families are originated, so we're trying to do a big whole United Kingdom tour and everything. But uh, I just want to share my biggest moment of the year was the Bournemouth game. And I know everybody says, like, that's the one. But a lot of times – I have a 15-year-old, so she's not really – she doesn't really care about soccer as much. She's not really into it. It's not her thing. She's dating boys, whatever. But she watched that game with me and my daughter because it was – with me and my wife because it was 10 o'clock uh, East Coast time. And – we all celebrated together, and that's a moment I'm never gonna forget. Um so yeah, the season didn't end the way we wanted it to, but um, yeah, I, you know it's I'm just i'm happy I'm happy for the memory I got like so many memories I, I can't I can't be unhappy about it. I know it sucks that we lost, but I just have so many good memories that I can take away
4: from this Speaking of that, Spencer, do you think sure. in the in the six years you've been an Arsenal fan, do you think that this season has been the season where you've been The most connected with the club as a fan living abroad as well. So I would say because I found
9: a lot of the YouTube community, I'm I'm an Ars blog patron member too, so I I do interact with some of the guys on the Discord on there. I would say yes to an extent in a different manner, because I was going to the local supporters group, but my best friend is an Arsenal fan. He's actually currently in Germany um so I don't get to see him as much I don't get to talk to him as much as I used to about it we used to text each other daily about hey who do you think we're getting in just tactics and stuff like that but I think yeah it's it's absolutely the most proud I've been um there's just so many good memories and I you know I I think about the one of the worst memories was the Southampton night and um I I think it was you know after we lost the game I or tied it. Excuse me. After we tied the game, we had to go to a felt kid's like a loss concert. That's that's what it felt like. I had to go to a kids concert at at her high school, and I was the most miserable person there. But it, you know, it was just kind of. And I went home afterwards and drank because I and I don't really drink, but that one got me wanting to drink because it was that feeling of helplessness. And I think y'all played that TikTok where they had the music going. And it was Gary Neville talking, and that one just you could feel it. You feel the disappointment. Um But yeah, it. I'm 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 happy. I'm looking forward to next year. I know a lot of people are pessimistic, but I don't see the reason to be
2: pessimistic. I don't see it. Last last um, question for you, um, Spencer. Um, really? We looked at highlights of games and, and games you thought that were really good and where we thought uh, you know people who talked about whether it was the Liverpool game, the West Ham game, the Southampton games where we lost the lost the season. But at what point did you see one game where you thought, "Wow, Jesus, we got away with that one. We fluked a win."
9: that's a tough one you should have you should have preloaded that one uh wow that is a tough one any any
2: any of you guys think think then
9: the leads one leads away oh absolutely that leads one absolutely we got thank god for var i know a lot of people complain about it um i know it's a contentious subject we have a lot of video assistant referee in america in our different sports and it works pretty well so I would, I would reference this. It'll eventually work out. Just give it some time. It's, it's some kinks, and they have to get over some of their idiosyncrasies. But we definitely, the Leeds one, that's the one where, I'm glad you brought that one up, because that's the first one I could think of after you mentioned it. But the one I think that, that irritated me the most is the Brentford one as, all, as well. But, you know, this is the thing with games, and I say this even when it comes to the NFL, um, third down conversions rates how you lose games. So yeah, you have a bad call in a game, but you had eighty some other minutes that you could put the ball in the back of the net, are defended properly. So it's a total story of the of the game, depending on how it out turns out. But you know, yeah, I think the Leeds one is probably the fair one. I'd have to look back at the schedule and see if anyone you know triggers me like that one did. But that's the first one that, after you mentioned it I could think of. So, but I appreciate you guys having me on. So no, really thank you a, for
2: joining, Spencer. I I we're, we're staying tight we're going to stay, stay, Spencer, Thank you very much. Thanks for thanks for joining and thanks for uh, following us uh, throughout the season. And hopefully, uh, you'll keep on following us going forward. And spread the good news.
9: Absolutely. Take, take care, guys.
2: Yes. Uh, yes. L- Lawrence, have we kept you awake?
10: <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> How's it going? Yeah, good,
2: good, Lawrence. So, give us a, a, a synopsis of what you thought of the season and um, where you where you think. Uh, Where do you think we need to improve for next season?
10: Well, definitely up front. We need another striker in. And um, maybe another midfielder. And uh, cover it right back. That's where I think we need strengthening.
1: Trevor? Um, Yeah, I I agree with... um... I agree with Lawrence. I mean, I I want to see us sign a forward that gives us different options. Not sure what we want in midfield till we see what's happening with Xhaka. I think we do need to sign a midfielder, but I think whether Xhaka going or staying sort of points in the direction of who we'd prefer. But we've heard the names mentioned. I'm not going to mention the names because I don't do that. I'm not going to do it until Arsenal announce it. And then at the, across the back, once again, it depends, doesn't it, on who stays and who goes. Um, but I, it, I want either an, a right back cover or I want a, a 100% fit Tommy Asu because I think, I don't know what your thoughts are, Lawrence, but when Tommy Asu did play this season, which wasn't very often, he didn't look to me, the priority was the year before, he didn't look fully fit to me.
10: I agree. It was total opposite from the previous year. And... Uh... I feel we we lost it when he and um, Saliba got injured because we really didn't have any cover in the, either position. Yeah. So I think it's I- imperative we get another right back in, and um, you know maybe get another central defender. Uh, but we, as I said, we need another striker because um, you know we we were we were. We were missing Jesus for most of the season after his injury at the World Cup. Whether that would have made a difference or not, I don't know.
2: I was just literally going to ask you, do you think the World Cup had a big, uh, had a big impact on Arsenal's uh, ultimate uh, position at the end of the season?
10: Yeah, I think so. I think it caught up with us in the end. And why is but that you're saying that, depth? Yeah. I mean, you look at our squad compared to Man City. Man City can field any 11 players they want to and get a result. Us, on the other hand, you know, when you look past, I don't know, maybe, you know, 14, 15 players, who have we got as cover?
2: No, I agree. I do agree. I do agree. Um, we have got a few lined up, uh, Lawrence, and I know you've been waiting. So I do want to get your your thoughts. What, what do you see as you know this season? I think we all have to agree that at the start of uh, August, if we'd end up uh, thought that we'd end up second in the league, we would have been over the moon. We just want a top four and possibly even a trophy. But what do you? What would you deem a good season for next season?
10: Well, a, a, a real challenge to Manchester City. You know, we we for us to be top of the league for eight nine months and blow it in the last couple of weeks, it hurts. It really yeah. does. So I want us to see us go at it. You know, again next year with all our with a with a big squad enough to challenge Man City. Um, I would love us to get to the latest stages of the Champions League as well. Because I know the, the finals at Wembley. The finals at Wembley next season, so that would be great if we could get to the final. Not saying that we will, but it'd be a great achievement if we could do that.
2: You think that's possible?
10: Who knows? Who knows? You know, with a with a good runner like you never know. But um, I'd would be happy if we get to the quarterfinals or the semi final. That would be a, a good season. Okay,
1: but, um, what, what
10: one thing? What? what one thing before I go, I've got I'm going to the Barcelona game in Los Angeles at the end of next month. So um, I don't know if any of you lot are going to be out here, but if you are, you know, have a beer with you. you come and have a beer with me.
2: I'm not out that way, but um, I don't know if any of the other guys <laughs> are, but I'm not, but it's, a, it's, a, it's a nice offer. Thank you very much, Lawrence.
1: Trev, did you have something to ask before we let Lawrence go? Yeah, f- firstly, bus pass don't cover me for going to America, Lawrence. So, unfortunately, <laughs> I can't be there,
10: man. Never mind.
1: But, um, as for the Champions League, you know, a few years ago, that lot up the road got to the final. So, anything is possible. I absolutely agree. Anything is possible. But for me, and it'd be interesting just to finish with Lawrence and bring, bring Albert in on this, because Albert will have an opinion. But for me, Ferg, mate, if we get out of group stages... And, and and progress a step past that, I I, I would be disappointed because I want us to go further. But I would look upon that thinking, okay, first year back in the Champions League, we've got out the group, we've messed it with the big boys. I'd be disappointed, but I wouldn't be, you know, gutted. I wouldn't be devastated.
2: Mm. Lawrence, thank you very yeah. much. I uh, hope we hope the weather's thank nice you. over in, in uh, Los Angeles, and well, keep listening and
1: uh, up the Arsenal.
10: Yeah, so yeah, up see the ya. Arsenal.
1: Here he is, my man. Here he is.
11: Hi, Albert. How are we? Hey, not not too bad, man. I was just watching Emmerdale before I thought. Come on, so you know it's all right.
2: You could probably watch a box set about how long this has been going on. <laughs>
11: no, no worries, man. It's good to get on, man.
2: It's good to get you on. We got we got we got Ben in the in the room as well. we'll bring Bren in shortly. Uh, we have got a couple more spaces if anybody what does want to join. But I think we're going to be running down shortly. So we have got Ben and yourself. So Albert, uh, your thoughts on the season? Was it a success? The, the big question to you, Albert, because I know I can put this question to you: If I was to say Man United getting top four and winning a pot, a trophy, or even West Ham avoiding le- relegation if they win a European trophy, versus Arsenal getting second, which of those three have had a better season?
11: Can't you talk <laughs> <laughs> the rubbish. The, 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 for me, the West Ham argument. I get the question. That's a non-starter for me. Um, yeah. Yeah the united one you can you can that that's a bit more plausible because they got top 3 they got they finished end up finishing third i thought newcastle would get that in the league but they got there and they got a trophy um it's a tough one but in terms of arsenal um I, I said this before like it's a massively progressive season um to to get back into the champions league which was my i thought arsenal would do that before the start of the season because i didn't think they want to repeat two seasons ago. To be honest, after Newcastle with the last game against Everton, which was like a like a morgue at the, at the Emirates. But um, I wouldn't say a successful season because I like to see trophy, this tro- silver at the end of it. So that was my kind of my so, synopsis of the season.
1: Guys, got a question? Go on. Yeah, I've got a question. Go on, Trev. Why do you ask these questions, Fergus? <laughs> <laughs> We've we've both had we've both had a very good season. Man United came from nowhere to pick up towards the end of the season. Arsenal we we dropped off at the end. But I mean we have got Ben in here now, right? And I said it earlier in the program, but it keeps going round my head. Man City losing that last game of the season has got my brain going wild, right? Mental thinking about all these different what ifs, what ifs, what ifs, because they've only been we. The best, not me saying this, people say this, the best team in the world, the best club team in the world has only beat us by five points. Five points, that's less than two wins, right? And when you look at our season, our young lads, they've done so well. One more, two more opportunities and we win that league. We beat the best team in the world. I almost wish Man City had won that last game, so it was eight points. Seems a lot more, doesn't it? So what's your view, Albert? How do you feel about losing by five points?
11: Um, one says he's looking like he's going to be double figures, and I think that would have wound me up a little bit more. But um, I think I think the issue is Trev. Just my opinion, anyway, is that um, I think cause City had wrapped up the league beating was it Chelsea. Um, they're going to them last two games, and this is no disrespect to Brighton and um, Brentford because they've both had fantastic seasons. Um, Brentford went up, went to Man City and won. Um, well, it took six, six points off of them. And that Brighton game against Man City was excellent. I know City rested a few players, but um, I think because the pressure was off a little bit, they was able to rest some of the players' games so those final two games. That's my only sort of reservation about that. Um, it's, it, it, it annoyed me, actually, obviously losing the game to Forest because, you know, I don't mind Man City winning the league, but at least let them earn it and don't give it to them sitting, you know, watching a game with their feet up and win a league title. I think that really kind of irked a lot of Arsenal fans because it, it did me. Um so I think that's my only sort of um, sort of um, bugbear, really, and I think City probably t- were, were able to relax a little bit going to Brentford and and Brighton because they'd already won the
4: league. Yeah, fair enough. Comment, good comment, actually. Good oh, but comment. I've got a quick question for you. Going into well, next season, Premier League, um, you know, you've got Chelsea spending a lot of money. Liverpool, they've just signed McAllister. They'll be looking to spend more money and rebuild as well. We've got loads of teams rebuilding and doing well, Newcastle as well. What's your expectations and what would you like, what position would you accept uh, for next season in the Premier League? Um, great question. Um I think Arsenal have to
11: mount a title challenge for next season. I think that's I think the 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 standards have been have been raised. And um, we talked about getting back in the Champions League, we secured that. Um we 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 actually was competitive in a title run and I expect the same for next season. I'd, I'd take your point in in the case of um, Chelsea. Spend a lot of money, but they've actually going to get a coach that might actually know what he's doing. Um, and um, Liverpool will go again because they won't. It, I'll, I'll be shocked. Liverpool have a season like that. They go from going for the quadruple to finishing fifth. That's just that. That's a that's a crazy drop off. Um, and Man United and Man United. They'll spend the money and, and City always strength from from a position of strength. And Arsenal need to do that. They need to learn quickly. Um, it's going to be ramped up this season because we're back in the Champions League. Um, and, and I think in, in terms of the Champions League, I don't know what you guys feel. I feel like we almost have to take baby steps with that because, one, we've been out of it for so long. Um, so the standard of teams we're going to come up against are going to be a lot better than they were in the Europa League. And we couldn't get that over the line. So Arsenal are going to have to learn and learn very, very quickly. But in terms of the recruitment, um, that's imperative. This is the biggest window because we're back in the Champions League. And, and most importantly, before I finish up, People, have moment, Arsenal fans are moment for years saying that to attract a, a certain type of quality of player, we need to be back in the Champions League. We are. Tottenham are not in it. Chelsea are not in it. That's a massive, massive advantage. And Arsenal have to um, start either getting the number one targets or being aggressive in the transfer window. If they don't come, they don't come. The players don't come. Zubamendi, Rice, Casado, could go on and on. But just be a bit more aggressive in the transfer window. That's, what, that's all I ask well said I agree I've got a quick one for you
3: Um, yeah I've got a quick one for you Albert so obviously I I think everyone's quite clear that Man City uh, are far and above anyone else in that league at the minute right but we're talking about how do we recruit how do we improve but how much do we need to actually improve as a team so my my question to you is of our starting 11 how many of that starting 11 do you think get into Man City starting 11
4: not
11: not many in terms of the starting eleven. um you, you, you might, you could argue a case for probably possibly Saka, possibly. Um, Erdegaard's just yeah, a top. She's to Broner Erdegaard. Is this, yeah, listen, I'd have both of them, I could personally, but um, I think bridging the gap with City is you know what, it's tough because Dan, I think that the, the fact is 84 points is good enough to get you back into Champions League football, it's not enough to win a league title. I know City end up on 89 points, but if you look at their points total in the last five, six seasons, you know what you have to do to win a league title. Um, and even if you look at City squad, Dan, like I know people talk about, you know, City and the money they spent, um, you know, they didn't spend a lot of money to get a Kanji and he's been fantastic for them. Um, and they've got, I would say a core of 16 players that, you know, you can rely on to bring off of the bench. Arsenal need to strengthen that quality. It's, yeah, we can get the numbers in, but it's it's the quality you bring in, which is the key thing. Um, yeah, I, th-
3: I think it's also not just about bringing players in, right? I think we can we can bring in five or six players, but the players in our starting eleven, they need to improve and continue to improve to get anywhere near city standard. You know, we have just said then how many Arsenal players really get into City's team? We're not going to buy a whole new starting eleven. We've got a lot of those starting eleven players that need to step up to another level to take it to not just challenging the Premier League. The challenging Premier League, Champions League, they Cup, like Cedar.
11: Yeah, I think I think that's the thing. It's um, the likes of listen. I I love some of the guys at Arsenal, but they need to they need to the pressure needs to be applied. Arteta should be able to go and say to him, "Yeah, Saka, you're not playing today. Thomas, Party <laughs> on the bench." They, I, I think it 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 has to be that he's quite an intense guy anyway, Mikel Arteta. If I looked at him for long enough, I think I'd probably be scared of him, to be honest. But he's a good looking lad as well, which helps. But um, it's it's that that them kind of conversations and and needs and and team talks need to, to take place. Um, Partey shouldn't get a free ride into this. Yes, he, he was is brilliant for a first part of the season, but his drop off, he deserved to be dropped. To be honest with you, in my opinion, anyway. Um, but yeah, Dan, it's about having that competi- that that competition and players that not just come in but actually make a difference in terms of getting over the line. So yes, Rob Holding's a solid pro and the rest of it, and you know, but he's not good enough in order to come just, in and sustain, uh, you know, a good start at 11, he just isn't, unfortunately. And you could aim that for quite a few other players, but Fabio
1: Vieira, one more season. If he if doesn't ship up, ruthless, done. Just, just to, cl- I know we've got loads of people waiting and I know Fergus wanted to, to, to move on, but just to Pick close. Kick me out, And this It's is, all right. This it's is, all right. <laughs> this is equally to Dan as well. Just looking at our season, we, we've had great periods and a little drop off, then we've picked it again, then we've dropped off again. So, Do we need to improve or do we just need to be more consistent? And does that consistency come with our young players maturing? You know, I think think if we played the same level all through the season, the top level, we would have won the league this year because we are good enough. But our inconsistency let us down. When we dropped off, we dropped off really badly. You know, really badly. And I'm not saying we don't need to sign players. I think we do need to sign players. But I think what we've got on their day is, is good enough, I honestly do. Boys,
11: That's
3: I'll keep it one word because we need to move on. I would say one thing we need to improve being clinical.
2: So are you talking to the third? No, I thought I was doing it. I thought it said being I simple, just, I, 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 <laughs> no, I've been
12: being simple
2: clinical being <laughs> clinical. Oh. I've, Ben, help me out here. Ben, Ben, Ben. Oh, my God. These guys are just ganging up on me. You you see it every week at the football. I get it all the time. Albert, <laughs> Albert thank you very much for joining. Um, yeah, yeah, you thank you, Before you go, give everyone a
11: shout out where they can catch up on your stuff. Everywhere. No, I've got my own channel, um, Albert JTV. Uh, you, and you've all seen me here, there, and everywhere. Um, I'll be covering the Women's World Cup with my YouTube Tottenham wife, which I won't give her a shout out because it's his Arsenal channel. But um, yeah, you'll see me there and everywhere, mate. Take Brilliant. care, Thank Albert. You. Good luck with it, yeah, Albert. Yeah. you too. Take care. And Thanks a lot. Year. Cheers, bye. Later. Ben, how are
13: you? Um, how am I supposed to help you out? <laughs> Just rescue me from these two.
2: Rescue me from these two. So Ben Bennett, clock in, Ben, the, the voice, the senior voice of the Ashburton Army. <laughs> That's the way I like to say it. <laughs> I'm,
13: I'm, yeah, well, I jump in there, yeah. So I'm not, I'm not really... I, I, I obviously associate, I've helped him in that and things but yeah I leave them to it to be honest I don't really they're they're doing a fantastic job without people like me so uh yeah it's just good to jump in there now and again
2: so go on go on can I um can I just
13: touch on can I just touch on the transfer thing first yeah go Um, on then um I don't agree with Albert in the fact that we only attract players because we're back in the Champions League because that's absolutely rubbish I mean, we weren't even in Europe the other year. We we got in Thomas Party, Absolutely brilliant player. Um, we're Arsenal Football Club. We attract players because we are the Arsenal. Um, we could be in Europa League. Zinchenko come. Jesus come. We don't, we don't have to be in the Champions League because of who we are. So, and I think with regards to who we're getting in, it is um, it's different now because not only are we trying to sort in a player that's just going to play one position. We are going for versatility with two or three positions as well. Look at Trossard, look at Jesus. Um, it's very, very hard to try and get what... And they've also got to buy into what we are doing as um, as a project and uh, what, what we're about now. So um, patience is going to be very much the key this summer. Social media fans don't have any, a lot of them um yeah and so we wait until it's on arsenal.com and um the shirt's on and uh we go from there Uh, as as fans we're all the same page with regards to um patience is a virtue and and we're going to have to be that this summer because we're going to we're going to need a good four or five in i think um and like i say it's going to be hard because we're not just going for one position we're going for two or three sometimes so at least two right
2: so, in, in the in the league uh, next season, who do you fear
13: Well man city won't change however the way they do things um that's that's another debate but they're obviously they they are that good they've got a, such a big experience squad um strength and depth is just a, it's just unbelievable isn't it they are that good they are the best team in the world um they will they will win the treble so that 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 says it all so um i think i think the other sides will will um, close the gap liverpool could, will definitely be um around about the top 3 this year um i can't see them overly taking europa league they like to challenge in all all competitions um but they, they, i could see them rotating in the europa league like like we did this year uh, but that they will be um, a force, I think, come the come May next year. Uh, Chelsea, I think they're still in a transition. They could be in that for the next two or three years. I'm not sure what's going to happen with them, but I don't fear them next year. Uh, United it all depends on on who they buy. Uh, they'll be there or thereabouts, but they're, they're not. They're not. Um, they're nowhere near Man City. No, let's be honest. Man City are, are levels above. And I think that just proves how how good we've been this season to get anywhere near them. And you've got to be foot perfect for thirty eight games. You have. So um, to get five points in at the end, it was um, I know obviously where we were and where, we, what could have been, but because we, we've only got we only had two players who have experienced a title change who are in our top our first eleven, and that's. Um, Zinchenko and Jesus, the rest of inexperienced. Um, Yeah, so it's a it's a big learning, it's a massive learning curve for the whole squad. It's also a learning curve for the fan base for not getting carried away too easy, not looking three, four, five, six games ahead. When you get to that point, you have to be taking it game by game. I had people in the crowds at times thinking about a month in advance what you're doing. Think about the next game. Think about the game you're I'm, at. I'm, I'm,
2: I'm, I must admit, uh, there was plenty of time that I was singing, and Dan, and now you're going to believe us. But
13: the thing is, you're going to get caught up in that. I, I, I think I sang it a couple of times, but I was all—I've always, always spoke to you, and I said I'll judge after Liverpool Way, at the end of Liverpool Way, of how far we've come and what, when I can believe it. And at forty-three minutes, forty-four minutes, I really did start to believe, and there weren't many people that didn't. But we, it wasn't come ninety minutes at the end of the day, was it? So, um, and yeah, I, I when I come back to that, Liverpool for me was a game where the first forty-three minutes showed how far we'd come to so go up there and go and do that in that in our atmosphere. Well, not a great atmosphere, but they're, they're obviously going to that ground where. We've had a bad record over the years. We've got demolished. But to go up there and go toe-to-toe with them and, and go two-new up in the first place, convincingly and deservedly, shows yeah. how far we've come. And, and the fact that we come out in the second half, we could have lost it. I think that's what people need to forget. We uh, Salamis what? penalty. Ramsdale's made two blinders. Yeah, we, we dropped off. The inexperience did show in the end. Maybe the Jack of the instant that's a bit stupid. Um, but it happens. But you always take a point at Liverpool way.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Final West, question West, that I've got.
13: West Ham, West Ham was the one for me.
2: For me, West, West Ham was definitely the one where it turned for me. And if you also look at Southampton to drop four points against a relegated side, I think is is a bit poor. Um, yeah. One question I, I want to ask you, because I know how passionate you were about this when you were with Trevor on the protests against KSC and the Cromkeys. Now the Cronkies have invested heavily into uh, the Arsenal Football Club. Josh seems quite invested in the club. Uh, there's less noise around around them now. How do you feel about them right now?
13: I've got. I, I don't even. I don't even talk about them. I, 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 they've. It's. It to me. It's all changed. Uh, the protests. I like always said to you, the protests have changed it all. Uh, particularly that that very first one after the Super League lock when we was. 4,000 of us were outside the armory giving it. Um, and it, that was when I noticed some there was change around the fan base as well. I have never hadn't seen it together like that. Um, and I always said about the, the two bids, Daniel Ek done, also roughed a few feathers as well. So Josh took a, a, a bit more of a lead role in and around the club, a hell of a lot more. And um, he's, he's, he's been a, a close connection with uh, Edu Vinay uh, Richard Garlick and obviously um, Arteta. So, uh, mm-hmm. what you can't really, there's not really much you can talk about because look, look at, look at what we've got now. We we've had, we can sit here and say we've finally got our club back that we've always supported as a kid. Um, it, we felt a million miles away from it at times over the since the Invincibles certain years. I did. I was obviously one of the ones that didn't go to the Emirates for so long, um, but because of that atmosphere won. But obviously, I felt so disconnected connected with being around and giving them my money when I don't feel like they they're not um, they're not on site. So mm. they, I can't, I can't, I've got no grumbles about what's going on now. Um, they, it's just it's just great to yep. have this amazing togetherness again.
2: That was a, a quite a nice balanced response because you normally get one extreme or the other over overly gushing that they're doing fantastic. Are still people who've got vitriol, but you know, I think it, it is good to be balanced. Dan, I know you've got a question for Ben, but did you have a follow up on that, Trev? You take yourself off mute, it's, it happens every podcast. So
12: you've done it, well, you
8: couldn't
3: experience. have a whole show, you've done well for an hour and a quarter. I have done well. I'm <laughs> <starting> <laughs> now,
1: boys. Sorry, Dan, before you go, right. Because I think that that then protests, as Ben said, particularly the first one, when Ben obviously realises the importance of it. I think most of us do, but a lot of people don't realise how important they were. I absolutely believe that those protests changed the way Gronkies run and look at our club. I have no doubt about that. I also believe that the protests brought all sorts of different fans together. There was, as Ben said, there was four thousand fans outside that stadium that night. All may have had different opinions, but they all came together because they all knew the importance of making that that sending that message, and it was sent very well, you know. And um, thirdly, and most importantly, I, 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 from my perspective, I think after them protests, Josh C- Cronky got more involved, as you've already said, mate Ferg. And I think the people that were holding us back upstairs were sent on their way. One or two left, didn't they? You know, and ever since that happened, the club seems to be, well, it doesn't seem to be, it is. It gives the impression and it is one big happy family. Upstairs seems dead right. The management team seems dead right. The coaching team seems dead right. Every player that sets foot on that field and plays for the Arsenal seems to want to play for the badge to me. And the fans have just been unbelievable. So, to cap it off, those protests did a lot more than people think, and they were required. They were necessary, and they did their job unbelievably.
2: Ben, thank you very much uh, for joining us. We'll see you, I'm sure, North Bank, or the Eaglet, or the Woodbine, or somewhere in August. We'll we'll see you somewhere. We'll have a beer.
13: Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, have a good All summer, lads. Take thank you, care, too, Ben. Have a great Cheers, mate. Take thank
2: care. Bye. Cheers, um, Alex, I believe you're stuck for time and gone well over what
4: you thought, but a little bit, yeah. I'm I'm an hour ahead as well, so I've got a I've gotta okay. jump in a minute.
2: All right, okay. Well uh, we'll have Reese on and uh, we'll let you go whenever you want to go. Just um uh, thanks for joining us again and we'll we'll catch up on a, over the next Always. couple of hours or whatever as well. Reese, well welcome next to How are you doing, boys? All good? Yeah, good. Good, good. You look good. like you're sitting there for your passport
14: photograph. <laughs> no I just want to say I've, since that Sunday I've just had one thing left in my head and it's suckers die in four more years since the last game of the season I've, I, yeah, I think it goes through my head maybe two three times a day
2: <laughs> um, so thoughts on the season uh, what was your highlights what was your best what was your best moment in block five block six I mean, so you, I, you think,
14: up with us. I think. Yeah, I think the I think social wise, the last game of the season. I mean, what we have, what we managed to get done outside outside before that Wolves game, it it was it was a show. It was really good. Everyone, think, everyone really connected. Everyone really started. Uh, yeah, to to hear the voice, which was which was good to see. Obviously, shown back and obviously all the videos that we can see now as well. Um, on the pitch, I think yeah, uh, obviously beating beating the scum twice is always good. Um and also yeah, that Liverpool game that someone mentioned earlier on as well um at home was obviously a massive, massive um a massive part of our season. Um obviously, yeah, Bournemouth is obviously yeah, we do need to remember it is Bournemouth. Um but yeah, when you do win a game like that, it's easy to get yourself carried away. And uh yeah, the reactions from the players, obviously, I mean, yeah, I think I ended up at four rows forward uh from my, my seat in row twenty-six um after that goal went in. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it was pretty nuts. Pretty nuts. Champions League next next year. Um, how far do you think we can progress in it?
14: I mean, yeah, it's it all depends on all depends on the recruitment that we make. Um, I think, yeah, I've mentioned to both you boys, all, all three of you, at some point this season that we definitely are in. Thin. I think, that obviously, was shown at the end of the season this year. Um, obviously, yeah, the big, everyone's talking about their turning points. For me, the biggest turning point for me this season was losing Saliba. Um, and yes, I mean in terms of where far we can go, I think it does come down to the recruitment. Um I, I if you're saying about recruitment what we need, I think personally we probably need about five players um to be able, if we want to go far in that tournament and also compete compete for the league as well. Um I suppose uh,
2: VAR was a big thing with the uh you, you draw the fucking lines as as we say sang to them and yeah. everything else. Um yeah, yeah. VAR is, VAR success failure are too early to call in your view.
14: I think VAR when it's done properly, I mean yeah, it is a success, um but I mean I don't know if you've got any of you guys have caught hold of the um the clips now where you can hear the audio. It's quite funny how yeah, we, there is no audio footage that's come out yet of that Buddy Brentford game. Um I'd like to hear the the commentary that where they're talking to each other and who who's basically not said don't stick the lines up. Or where, where's that brown envelope going? But I won't really go into that. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, so, yeah. So, yeah. So, question. Two-way to call. Uh,
2: I, I have... I, I had seen some of that VAR footage before, um, and it's good to see it's coming out. I think it would be nice if they had probably a, a slightly varied version. Not varied, but more select... Not those constantly in your ear, but a bit like what they do in rugby. So, if people did want to listen to it, they could have their uh, tune in yeah. and, and hear some more. Um uh, I suppose um, you said five players. Uh, if you were to pick a key player, what who do you think the key players you'd want to replace as your number one? Or I mean, it's probably
14: one. what who I would want to get bring in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, is is the probably the biggest name that's touted to come to the club right now. I don't want to say it because I don't want to jinx it, but yeah, that boy over in uh, over in West Ham. I'd I'd love him to come come and play for the Arsenal. Okay. Lads, got any questions for Rhys?
4: I'd say... all at once.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, I was going to say, I, I'd say um, how do you feel the atmosphere developed as the season, season's gone by and how do you think we take it to the next level?
14: Well, I think if you look back then, when I, I mean I only met you this season, if you look back at the... I think I may met you at the third home game um, and you look at the sort of... The atmosphere outside block five and six at the start of them games back in the early starts of the season, we probably didn't get a bit of a crowd until about 15 minutes before kickoff. Um, I mean, I myself before this season never used to go to the ground early, was always one in like strangers, be in the pub and try and throw myself in the ground 10 minutes before kickoff just to get in and see the boys come out. Um, but I mean, yeah, much like you guys now, um, I'm always in the ground at least an hour before, sometimes even an hour and a half before. Um, obviously, time-dependent on yeah if I can get away from the kids and be able to get myself down. Um, but yeah, like I said, if you look at the last couple of games we've had at home um, against the yeah, obviously Brighton, um, also uh, Wolves as well, the the atmosphere pre-game. There's been people there forty-five minutes before. There's been people wanting to come over and sing. Um, but I also think it's taken to the stands. I mean, long like yeah, long may it continue. But actually, in the actual stadium, people are actually starting to sing for more than more than thirty seconds and stop. Obviously it does need pick someone to usher it and pick it back up every now and then but yeah it, the atmosphere is definitely starting to get better. Um how how do we how do we get it keep it going? People just keep coming and joining us and yeah I mean more, I think more people need to do it round the stadium. Obviously, I know the Ashburton Army have got their thing over in, in the clock end. Um I obviously don't know yeah I don't really know too much what either either the wings or or halfway lines have got going on upstairs or in on the on the lower tiers as well. But yeah, I think the message to all the fans is: if you can get get a group of your mates and uh, start a little party before a game, get get your pre-match beers nice and cheap, then yeah, why not? And it it will reflect into the stadium that as well. Is it mandatory to have a flag? Is it mandatory to have ginger hair? And is it mandatory <laughs> to be on
2: somebody's shoulders? <laughs>
14: I think yes to the above. <laughs>
3: I'm pretty sure you threw your beer at me as well, there,
2: folks. <laughs> I, I was holding on to your leg. I was holding on to your leg. in the corner,
3: guys, he's on his shoulders again. Here's a beer.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Reese, I don't know if you, you spoke to Dan just after that happened because you were in, in, in that little parlay that was there. And uh, yeah. I, sp- I saw Dan afterwards. He was like, just holding his face. He said, What's wrong with you? He says, Man. Uh, what 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 have we done? Look, it's just all it's all come off. You know, it, Andrew it and Theo are there, right. and, 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 and Andrew and Theo are there, and they, they they come down and join us for some games. Lyle also in there. He comes around to to block five and um, block six, and there's more and more people gathering. It's just brilliant, Reese.
14: Yeah, no, for sure, no, for sure. And as I said, I see Twitter. Obviously, I see Dan yourself. always posting up pre-game about everyone meeting there. But I think it's yeah, it's more a thing. I'm... I mean, yeah, you, 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 I'm not a massive fan of always having video cameras out. I'm more like do like to enjoy it in the moment. Um, but yeah, you are starting to see block five and six people with their selfie sticks walking around now, and so I think I think the message going around and now where to come and find us because you start to see a lot more cameras popping out, and yeah, as I said, people are getting there a lot more early than they was at the start of the season for sure.
2: One last question for you, Reese. Um, who do you feel that hasn't progressed as much as you expected this season?
14: I mean, it's the ongoing discussion that we all have is in our, in the, uh, on WhatsApp and offline. Um, I think, it's obviously, Smith Rowe, one of yeah, one of uh, my little boy, Ellis, as you boys know, he's got him on the back of his shirt. He'll kill me for saying this. But, yeah, if, if he has another probably three months next season of, of what he's gone through this year, unfortunately, he probably will have to leave in January uh, to mm-hmm. find game time and for his own personal development as well. Um, I am of the opinion that Arteta did do this with Martinelli. Maybe not to the extent that did give Martin a few more minutes, um, but yeah, I mean, I looked, I looked up um, the other day about smith Rose minutes this season. I think it equates to like four whole actual games. Um, is yeah, is basically just on the four or four whole games of actual play time he's had this season. And yeah, for a young developing lad that obviously the season before was probably our best player. Um, yeah, if if he hasn't obviously done like that, he, we will lose him in January for sure.
2: Okay, Reese, I'm going to let you go because one, we're, we've gone on really, really long time. Uh, and two, I've got these other two people who would like to join as well. But thank you very much. Have a great summer. We'll no see you block five, block Cheers, six, drinks. or even the, the woodbine beforehand.
14: Cheers, Love Riz. you guys. See you. Take care. Thank you, Reese.
1: Thank you, you, thank you mate. Cheers.
3: Before you move on, Ferg, can you um, put Andy's comment up, please? Because um, I'd like to say the fans have spoken. Leave the man alone. He isn't as ginger as other people.
2: So. That, 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 that's, I'm sorry. That's you lot all sticking together, isn't it? Well, listen, i <laughs> spoken,
15: <mate.
2: Time's laughs> spoken. Not your audience. Uh,
9: yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> How are we doing, Theo? Are you all right?
9: Yes, thanks.
2: Why aren't you at the front of the old man at the back? You're, you're the main uh, attraction. That's who we all talk about. You, on, you're you the man yeah. in the middle. You're the man in the middle singing the songs, aren't you?
4: <laughs> yeah, I <guess>.
2: now, <laughs> hey, listen. You've been coming to the football. Uh, you've been down around with us in Block Five and Block Six with your dad and all of us a lot, and hearing us shouting, screaming, and sounding like we've had a lemonade or two. Um, what have you enjoyed? What have you enjoyed the most about this season?
13: Probably
0: mm-hmm. the singing on it. Yeah,
13: singing probably, and then uh, starting a couple of chants at uh, the Manu game.
2: Uh, Which chance did you start?
14: Ah, uh, was it the Jesus one? Jesus. Jesus and Super Michel I think it
2: was. Okay, and I, and I think I you've been in the middle for the old El Nenny song a couple of times, haven't you?
14: Yeah, that was well.
2: Yeah, and I forgot the words. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's your dad all over, isn't it? <laughs> um, Andrew, Andrew, highlighted the season, mate. Um, uh, what, what have you made of the season? And I suppose with the Champions League incoming, what's your expectations of the Champions League? And we will be with you in a second as well, mate. Um, especially the Champions League, I would love us to see,
0: to get us into the say, quarter semi-finals. I think I'd be quite happy with that at the moment. Um, I don't mean to go to the final would be amazing. Dan's rubbing his head because I know what he's thinking. But to get to the final would be absolutely awesome. But realistically, uh, would we do it? I don't know if we can, Depends on who we recruit in the next few weeks. Yes, I know we can do it. But it's not if we've got the manpower to do it. I think that's we've got to have a really, really good next few weeks before the season starts to really sort of to push on um, and to do it. For me, I would just like to have a little bit of stability um, in there and make sure we qualify again for the Champions League next year.
2: OK, so um, you said we need uh, strengthening. Uh, you talked about stability as well. People have mentioned five, six players. Realistically, see us getting five or six players, plus there will be players that will go out as well. Uh, that will leave the likes of Rob Holding, maybe Turner. There's quite a few that, that they leave. Um, how many windows do you think we've got to strengthen in time for the Champions League to get this far? I think if we
0: can strengthen enough, I think to be competitive this time, but to really go for a hit on it, I think we need four windows to get the better, the better players. I think we need four, four windows to be able to get because we're not going to be able, to, we're not going to throw the money at it and go for. You know, a 70, 80 million pound player every wind every, you know, straight off and get four players. So if we can strengthen keeping Emil Smith-Rowe, bring him on and then sort of have a really deep squad. I think we can, you know, we can challenge four windows, ideally, to really push us to where the likes of, you know, City, Madrid, you know, teams like that, where we need to be and where we belong.
3: OK.
1: Trev, question? Yeah, I... I was just a bit shocked. I don't think we've got four transfers, Andrew, windows. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, mate, if we play our cards right, um, now we're back in the Champions League, we should be able to attract. I know there's different opinions about this, but my opinion is we should be able to attract these players to come to us. Um, Mm -hmm. And and if we we don't have a good winter and this good transfer window and then another good one in January... That makes us all think we're we're almost there. We've almost done it. I'll be a bit disappointed. I think you're right about Smith Rowe. Smith Rowe is very important. I think I'd, I'd love us to keep him, and I'd love to see him develop as 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 he was developing before. Oh, but I think you know I think I think he could be the key to a lot of things. If we can bring him on and
0: you know it's like and get him to the form he was in last season, he's he'll, he will be like a completely new signing, and I think that's you know, and that's what we need to be doing. But you know might to. The cost that players are going, I mean, we're going to pay, what, £90 million, maybe £100 million for Declan Rice if we get him? Um, you know, the Cronk is really going to throw another 80 £90 million in the transfer window. I know, me and Ferg have said before, it depends on who, get, who goes in the summer to what kitty we've got as well. Um, but it'd just be nice to see them sort of, I'd love them to go and splash the cash now and really push on. I mean, if we, don't be wrong, if we can sign some big players that are going to strengthen that squad... I'll change my mind completely, Dan, and I'll be like, I'll be with you all the way that we're going to,
1: we'll go and win the Champions League.
0: I've just, I always err on the side of caution. That's always what I
15: do.
1: Just to finish uh, off, just to come back on that, right? Because really important point, really important point, and and we all know it. Arteta said uh, the January before last that he would never sign a player that he didn't think would improve Arsenal Football Club. He'd rather not sign anyone. And yeah. as long as he's, I've still got that in my head and he has my total trust that he's going to do the right thing, given the right opportunity. What's your thoughts on that, Andrew? Oh, no, I
0: completely agree, agree Trev. He will do. He will only sign players he knows will make that team better. And again, that kind of brings back to the point do we need a couple more transfer windows, because is he going to find, or is all the other players that he wants going to be available, this transfer window, or even in January, because... It's harder to sign players in January because not many people move around. So, you've really got the two summers to make a difference. So, the players that he wants, are they going to be available for him to go after straight away? Um, I mean, one of the players that sprung to mind to me today was Yuri Thielmans, because he's obviously left Leicester on a free today. I mean, if you can get him for nothing, that's a cracking signing to strengthen the midfield up. Yeah. Okay. yeah I've, got, uh, I've
3: got a final question for you, Theo? And uh we we might we might get in trouble for this, but never mind. End of season, let's go for it. What do you think of Tottenham?
12: Oh shit.
0: I said he's you should I've I've heard him singing a lot worse, mate, so it's fine. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, well, something to do with Antonio and uh, Harry yes. Kane, and oh, yeah, 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 that, that one. Yeah, Go for <laughs> one. No. <laughs> L- Lyle, Lyle, if you want to come off mute, we'll bring you in now yeah. as well. Um, Lyle, good to see you. Um, how have you been? Have you have you been bored?
15: Do you know what, Fergo? First and foremost, absolute pleasure to be on. How are we all lads? Have I been bored? Do you know what? This is the first Monday I haven't been hungover I and can't, I can't remember how long. <laughs> this is the first time I've gone into work on a Monday and actually feel like a normal human being. It's it's It's, uh, it's revolutionary. I don't even have a beer with me tonight. What's wrong? <laughs> <laughs> but no, I had to dial in and say a big thanks for the season. It's been absolutely terrific. I've loved living, listening to you, lads. It's been the highlight of every Monday dialing in and seeing all the comments and all the characters. It's been fantastic.
2: I I suppose a question which I was going to, I didn't know who I was going to put it to, but I'll put it to you. Um, Lyle, you've been up and down the country. You follow us over land and sea and Leicester. Um, uh, Going out of the Cups early, we went to Oxford, we went to Man City. How did it feel going out of the Cups early?
15: Look, it's really disappointing because I think if you're a true fan, you want Arsenal to win every game which they're in. I think that's just the long and short of it, right? I think the one for me, which was disappointing, I, I could understand going out of the FA Cup because obviously, and, and, you know, the League Cup, because, you know, we were sort of charging in Europe at the time. But going out of the Europa was the one for me I thought was just crazy um, because, you know, it's an opportunity to win a trophy. Um, it's an opportunity to put right, um, you know, sort of past pain. Um, so now the Europa was the one for me I didn't understand. The other two you can sort of understand because there's such a bottleneck with the fixtures. But the Europa was crazy, in my opinion.
2: Yeah, I was in Budapest uh, this week and I saw the and the the Seville fans, and it did feel a little bit weird just being there and thinking the Arsenal should be there. You know, it's I was at the fan zone and stuff, just just a little bit odd. So, Um, expectations for next season?
15: Um, Look, I think we've got a challenge next year, and I think if we're being really blunt, if we want to see progress, we're probably going to have to win a trophy. Um, you know, I'm not going to put that expectation on, on the players, but I think um you know if we want to make progress, we're gonna to have to win a trophy next year. And the only reason why I say that is um otherwise you go back to the old days, you know, which those of us will remember, Champions League top four, get the monopoly money, repeat. So um yeah, we're gonna to have to we're gonna to have to saddle up and, and try and win a trophy next year. I think that's just a long short of it. Which one? Um look <laughs> all of them, yeah, we'll, t- we'll take them all. Look, I think really, I think realistically, the league is your bread and butter. I think you've got to go in the league. Um, a cup run in the FA Cup would be good. Champions League, I just don't see that personally. So I think, yeah, he's got to target the league again next year. If we do you know, a trip to Wembley in the FA Cup, that'll be nice. But he's got to try and win that league title, go one step further.
2: Now, you say he's got to target the league next year because the Champions League is probably that little bit too much. You mentioned about the disappointment of the Europa League. Um, do you think he changed his focus halfway through the season? And maybe that's why we didn't get to Budapest.
15: Yeah, maybe, but I think the one thing which you you know I think the guests have you know eloquently put today as as you all have as well is we just haven't had the squad this year. I think let's be brutally honest with you. You know, at the start of the season, no one said we were going to finish top four. Um, you know, everyone was saying, oh, you know, Arsenal do well to finish six, and um, you know, might go a little Europa League run. Um, you know, we've got our eleven fit, we're brilliant, but you know, we are probably four. Um, you know, like like Andrew said, we're probably four players short, um, and so I think it's it's really tough to judge him on that given given the squad depth.
2: Yeah. Dan, Trev, have you a question for Lyle?
3: I I do indeed. And uh, I know, Lyle, I know you love a European away trip. So first question is, if you could pick one team to draw for next year's away trip in Europe, who would it
15: be and why? Oh, this is a really, really good question. I, I love the idea of us going out to like somewhere in Spain, Seville. Um, could you imagine that? I mean... Germany in October would be an absolute riot. I can already see, uh, you know, Trev having more than two beers out there. Uh, you know, a little bit, of, <laughs> a little bit of Dortmund or uh, Bayern, uh, sort of around October. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take that. Any, any, any side in Spain is sort of around the start of the group stage. And uh, do you know who I actually do want? Oh, Rapid Vienna, one well, Rapid Vienna in Austria? That'd be brilliant. That'd be a good. The beer's trip. too
2: expensive. The beer's too expensive.
15: Yeah, it's true, but it's somewhere we haven't been, isn't it?
2: Mm, I yeah. I I I saw Vienna when we had the two thousand fans. Remember when the end of COVID? Yeah, yeah, that was weird. That was weird. That was weird. Um, have you got any questions? You, you you three down there? Have you got any questions for us three at the top?
1: Is that a no? <laughs> 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 while we're on while we on European trips, you know, I'd I would them. I Berlin for me, I want us to draw Union Berlin, I do, I, I'm desperate to go there, I've never been to that stadium, it's a bit out of the city, but uh, I want to go there and I also, I've been there before, but I'd love to go back to Braga, because it's a unique stadium, Braga, but I don't, do you know what, if we have some times like we did sat on that pavement in Lisbon, drinking them beers like <laughs> I'd go anywhere, mate, I don't care <laughs>
15: Uh, no, it's brilliant. It's great to be having this conversation. I think, do you know what, um, the one thing which I think has been the best bit about this season is the Arsenal are back. Um, I know the media don't like it. I know all the other fans don't like it. But, you know, we are back and I can't wait to see that anthem on a Wednesday night or Tuesday night, whether that's in Europe or the Emirates next year. It's going to be brilliant, isn't it?
0: That Champions League's music's going to sound mint going around the Emirates, isn't it?
15: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And Wembley in the final. We'll take it. Do you know what, Dan? Speak it out. We'll take it. I love the optimism. We'll take it. Generally,
3: I think we have more chance of winning the Champions League than the league. And I say that because this season, one thing we have shown is that we can still be up and down with a young squad. But on our day, when we're on top of our game, we can beat anyone. And I do believe that we can go next year with a couple of additions and beat anyone on their day again. And that means, like worse teams have done, like Chelsea, for example, under Di Matteo, all the way to the final and won it. We can absolutely do it. So let's not give up. Next round out of the group stage, nah, not for me. Final, win it.
1: Uh, As far as we go, we keep getting them away trips. That'll do for me. Come on, Ferg, answer that Mm -hmm. question now, mate. Uh, I'll let you two go first because
2: I've got one lined up then for, to answer that. Go on, man. I've, I've got one. So, yeah, I mean, the
3: that one for me, um, many, many games that people have mentioned, Bournemouth at home, Liverpool at home, Spurs at home, etc. But for me, Spurs are a way to just go there and see us win at their ground. Um, it's literally all I've ever dreamt of seeing us do as a kid and to, to be able to see it and, and go there and, and see their faces on the way out. And yeah, it's just <laughs> fantastic. Best, best day I've had this year, walking especially, out.
2: And... Especially standing in, in the crowd with the ball while they're all queued up to the train. Yeah. yeah. Going, <laughs> oh, Kane was crap, and Son was crap, and uh, Conti hasn't got a clue. And then we start chatting to them and pretending, not giving anything away. We weren't saying we we're Arsenal, awesome. we weren't saying we we're Tottenham, we we're just chatting, just baiting them even more and more. That was. Well, that you did say, Dan, it.
1: stop smiling. <laughs> <laughs>
7: yeah. Oh, Trevor. Definitely
1: that. What? Do you know what my my favorite moments of the season are um the away trips in Europe that I've had with so many different people, I can't I can't drag one out of the hat, but that's at my age, I ain't got too many of them to come. So I savour every one of those European away trips and I appreciate the company, you know. Um but that I can also I've just got to touch on the saddest moment for me. Was when we were away at Zurich and our good Queen passed away at half-time and uh, I thought our players and the fans, both the team's fans in the stadium, handled that magnificently that night. Handled it magnificently, right? And now to finish, right, the funniest thing of the season, by far the funniest thing for me, miles ahead of anything else. <laughs> <With> <laughs> Fergus was in his ass. <laughs> it was the funniest. Thing, right? <laughs> And me being drunk as a skunk and him insisting on showing me his bruised ass. Oh, my Lord. I didn't show
2: you my bruised ass. I showed you my bruised ass. I tell you, all of those things, uh, the Tottenham one is huge on there. The Bournemouth gold at the last minute. Newcastle away was a great night out. Uh, I, just loads, absolutely loads. But the one that sticks out uh, was my first proper road trip. I know we had done uh, some Europeans the, the season before, but it's this one and this video.
1: From the Cali to the cross, and every shitter in between. Past the church, the mosque, the crack
15: den, any the offie on the corner. See the brasses from the brothel, pretends
1: to be a sauna. Watch the pendulum in the and the videos of so us driving through the Milan
2: The Alcuba, we face sisters and
1: We coming. Every day, a mash of liquor, couple gangsters, pick up every day and The little fuck who's causing trouble for the make his for a couple. Troubles for a
8: while From the front of the end but the face isn't the same Cause the manner might be changing But the people still remain North London Forever Whatever the weather These streets are our own
2: Star. Trav, you didn't even know we were recording that at the time And it was only right. like later I put it up on I think it was Instagram or something like that And you went oh I
1: didn't know you were recording
2: that But
1: kidding, as Dale first, said in the You were so good filming that Because as you said I didn't know right I didn't know and I, I, I love that video I do love it But the funniest part of that journey was When uh, Fergus was in the front With me Terry was in the back and I pretended I hadn't seen some road works, right. And drove towards yeah. them. And we had to pull over for so Ferg could change his pants. <laughs> <laughs> it, was hilarious. Yeah,
2: it, it Italian roads and Trevor don't go together <laughs> and the steering wheel on the wrong side of the, on the wrong side of the car as well. Uh, Lyle, Andrew, Theo, thank you very much for joining us. Um, I really appreciated you joining us and it's really good to see you over the, over the, um, over the summer, or sorry, over, over the season and have a lovely summer. And, uh, We'll see you in August. Yes, the Arsenal. Arsenal. Come on,
15: boys. See you guys. Take care, boys. Uh, Take care, boys.
1: Uh, Oh my lord! What
2: happened there?
15: (laughs) Uh, Guys, Christ!
1: One hour forty-four. One hour forty-four. You
3: can waffle, Ferg, can't
1: you?
2: Yeah, but just a tad.
1: Ferg, what show? What I've I've thoroughly enjoyed that one hour forty-four has gone so quick for me, mate. I know you're going to do it, but just from me, and I know Dan will do it, thank you everybody for commenting and phoning in. That's the way to finish a season. What a great show we've had there from my perspective. Loved every second of it.
3: I think it just goes to the show, right? And a little bit like the last game of the season is just how the fan base has changed and people just loving football and loving the club again because, you know, the last few games, it would have been easy to hide away and say, oh, I've had enough now, that's it. But um, people stand to the end. Watching, you know, the the Wolves game and the atmosphere there. And yeah, same tonight. People just loving the club again. It's it's good to see and uh, let's keep it going next year.
2: I have one final guest to appear. But before we do that, I'd like to thank Tom from Tampa Bay, Kai, Dale, Ben in Cambodia, Spencer in Virginia, Lawrence in California, Albert JTV, Ben Bennett, Rhys, Lyle and Andrew and Theo. Thank you very much. But our last uh, guest has just made a speech.
12: Through all my time here, I saw our club returning. Returning to a feeling we have all missed. Because there is something special behind us. This is togetherness. So I want to thank you, all of you. Thank you to our players who face the season with passion and determination. When I watch our men and women training every single day I can feel how much they want to deliver for this football club. Thank you to everyone working alongside them. All together doing what they believe is right. You cannot imagine how much it helps the players. How much belief it gives them. And thank you to all our supporters, everywhere. Without you, it doesn't make any sense what we do. Awesome.
15: Awesome.
12: You add our energy. Awesome. You are living the game with us. You always have been. In our attitude, In our self-belief. In the demands that push each other to seek excellence. So that's what we all must do. Demand more from each other. Support each other. Be connected in every action. In every win. In every single ball. Now, we focus on what's in front. And we keep moving forward. We can achieve anything. Because we know what's behind this club, behind this feeling. This is our Arsenal.
1: <sighs> Has it got cold in here or what? Bloody hell.
3: <laughs> yeah, Dan, I'm the
1: same, mate. Dan, I'm the same, mate. Wow. Just and that the the last comment there that we've had tonight from Andy Fink just sums it all up, doesn't it boys eh simple, really simple guys
2: i've I've enjoyed it uh, I said we'd do nearly two hours, and we have thank uh, thanks to all our guests uh but guys, thanks to Alex who had to leave earlier uh thanks to you Dan, and thanks to you Trev. It's been an absolute pleasure doing it this season. Um, not only what we've done here, the little clips that we do, walking to the stadium um, for squad and that we share, and just like getting absolutely polluted, drunk, and singing our lungs out, and not being able to talk to me. I have to sit here and do teams meetings the days, the days after um, after uh, football games, and have to tell people, "Yeah, now I got a little bit of a, a cold." I was at football yesterday, and it just sounds so professional for somebody who's going to be in yeah whatever industry it's just yeah un- unreal it's been at abs- absolutely unreal um, we're going to take a few weeks off uh, we don't know if we're, what we're doing if we're doing anything over the summer uh, but we will probably come back if uh, a couple of weeks before the, the the season starts unless if we can think of some things I, I we might do something with the gooner fanzine um i haven't really planned anything i just really want some downtime because i don't know about you guys i've i found the season just exhausting but in the the nicest way exhausting Dan. I agree, but I'm bored now. I want to go again. <laughs>
3: <laughs> what I would say is don't forget, we haven't said this yet, we start a week earlier now. We are got to Wembley lads. First yes. first game of the season. Yes. We, yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. We've um started me to go on. We've we've got the we've got the the uh, fixtures come out soon not that they mean a lot do they because once sky get of them they'll change. Then at the end of August, we've got the Champions League draw and then we go again. And as Dan rightly said, took the words out of my mouth, Dan. I don't care. It's not really a trophy, the Community Shield, is it? Let's be honest. But it's a damn fine day out at Wembley and uh, we'll all be there and enjoying it.
3: It's more than the Audi Cup,
2: I'll tell you that. (laughs) (laughs) It is indeed. Right, guys, uh, you have been watching Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. If you like what we do, you know what to do. Uh, click subscribe and like. Uh, you need to do that on the YouTube side of things. As Trevor has pointed out and I've pointed out a few times, it does help us just to do some other bits and pieces. Uh, if you listen on audio... I, uh, when I was traveling on the airplane, I listened back to the audio and it was it's quite interesting, but you do miss a few little bits and a bit of context around stuff. So uh, if you can get yourself onto the video version, have a look at it. Thank you very much. Have a great season, uh, summer and uh, see you next season. Up the Arsenal, fuck the Spurs.
0: You've been listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons
1: and Twitter at Guns and Ribbons, and remember to rate and review us too.